This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of The Bachelor Wrap Up. I'm Haley Strong. I'm not here as always with Amy, as I'm sure you could tell by me and introing the episode, which very rarely happens. Don't worry, I am not alone. No, 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 my friends. I am joined by a new guest to The Bachelor Wrap Up. Geneva, how are you doing? I am doing so great, Haley. I am happy to be here. I know I've podcasted with you a couple times before, but I'm glad to talk about The Bachelorette. I know this is exciting. We've been wanting to have you on for a while and it's just we're like two ships passing in the night. But here we are. Finally, it's working out. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our American um, friends. Um, you know, that's just the way it is. So when um, we're going to make a meal out of this episode, that's for sure. I would have to say, like, I enjoyed this episode, I think, more than I have other times, maybe just because I watched it just before recording and I was able to fast forward through the commercials and I was able to watch in like a cool hour 15. But but before we get into the episode, this was a pretty big news week in Bachelor Nation. Definitely, definitely. I, from time to time, like to check out the subreddit of, you know, for The mm-hmm. Bachelor. And it's been a crazy, crazy week, definitely, uh, on social media. So where should we start? With the new love affair or the the breakup? Well, the breakup is pretty Ugh, big. It's so big. devastating. I know. Breaking news, everyone. Although if you're listening to this, you've probably already heard it. Zach and Tasha have broken up. Yes, another one of our Bachelor final couples has fallen. This one hurts. This one really hurts. This one hurts me so bad because um, up to this point, Tasha was my favorite Bachelorette. And I was really, really rooting for her and Zach. And Watching like Zach's proposal to Tasha, it was just so special. It was so magical. And, you know, they bit, they were together at least over a year with this engagement. And, you know, everyone saw, saw like Tasha did that marathon and everything. And Zach was right by her side and all this sort of stuff. And I mean, I know like months ago, there was speculation. Sometimes she wasn't wearing her ring, but in reality, she was getting it resized. So people were like, oh, well, they're not posting a lot on social media. So that must mean that they're not together. But I feel like Social media shouldn't divide in the relationship, but I mm. get that some people feel obligated to be, get yeah. that within the bachelor world. If you're dating and you dated publicly, people want to know what's going on with your relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little nervous because my husband may now leave me because Tasha is his favorite bachelorette. Like he is in love with Tasha. So um, we might we might be on the rocks. Keep keep an eye out for that. Um, but. But fear not, we have, we have a new relationship on the books. Um, can't believe it. Um, last week, we talked about Katie's 12 Days of Messy. Um, 
I weren't like big fans of that strategy, but um, I'm guessing you weren't either. No, I, I really wasn't. And I, I mean, I get she wanted to have a little bit of fun, but I just feel I don't know. I just felt awkward about the whole situation. Um, and then just, I guess, saying, OK, we're never, ever going to get back together, like, you know, with Blake or whatever. And then all the I knew you were trouble. I don't know. I was just kind of like. I get it, I guess, but it just feels a little awkward and uncomfortable for me to see you do this. Yeah, it felt like we were working overtime on something that nobody cared about. Um, But then she uses the 12th day. um, Taylor Swift's hit begin again to announce that her and John are dating. John from her season. Yes. Do you remember John? No, no, you don't. He was he left in the third week. So um, I, I don't know. I want her to be happy. I hope she finds peace. Just Everyone grieves in their own way. This feels not for me. Yeah, and I mean, it's great they posted their TikTok of, you know, like her on his back or whatever. And, you know, the random montage of whatever they filmed in probably like 10, 15 minutes. But I don't know. This is starting to feel a little bit like uh, like a Peter 2.0 situation going back in time and dating people like on your season that were like not, you know, you know, in your final two. Yeah. It's just a mess, I guess. Yeah, and I just, I I think maybe I'm not loving the way it's presented. Um, I don't know. Like, and it's hard for me to put my finger on why I'm feeling like I'm comfy about it. And like, again, it's her life. You know, I want her to be happy, but it just seems, it just seems a little gauche, maybe, what, what's happening. I do think the timing seems a little too soon at least publicly to it kind of seems a little insensitive in a sense like I get if you do have this relationship yeah you know and you 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 formed it and you're happy about it but you like just broke up like you just ended the engagement like whether or not you I, I mean they presented to us like they were taking the engagement part very seriously um and then kind of going from engagement to this and again we're not in that relationship we don't know how long it wasn't working but it's very much like the in real life like the guy she told you not to worry about you know what i mean i don't know it just seems it 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 seems a little odd but I mean, let's let's get into Michelle's season. Are you enjoying Michelle's season? Let me know. I am. What? Where? Where did you start in the Bachelor Nation? Like, what brought you to this point? So I've been watching um, the Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, Winter Games, all of that. I think probably now for about eight years or so. I think that's about around the time. So I kind of started seeing things happening around Juan Pablo season um, and Andy, you know, Caitlin Desiree, that era of time. So that's kind of when I started watching. But I'd say I became really, really more interested and invested during Nick Vial season and then Rachel Lindsay season. And then I've kind of basically been watching consistently ever since and follow a lot of the, you know, Bachelor updates, a lot of follow a lot of them on Instagram, that sort of thing. So I've been keeping up with the show, I think, more consistently over the last several years. But I kind of was like a casual during those earlier seasons that I kind of touched on and mentioned. 
Who are your favorites? Yeah. So I would say that my favorites um, in terms of it's kind of hard to say with Bachelor because I feel like mm-hmm. we've had a lot of disappointing leads, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess I guess I did like Nick. Like I felt like overall, like even though, you know, he's not with Vanessa, you know, I think I just generally liked him as a person. And I felt like, you know, he he seemed like he went through, you know, mature time at that point when he went through the process and like he was kind of serious at that point. I mean, he had been on the show multiple times. And so people, I guess, obviously question people who have been on many times. And recently I saw something like, for example, like Kelly Flanagan apparently says she wants Blake to be the next Bachelor, which I think is weird. I'm just like, I think I think we're done seeing Blake on the show at this point. So. Um, but yeah, I think it's really hard to say with with the men, but I would say like I've loved a lot of the bachelorettes and I'd say that I prefer the bachelorette over the bachelor in general. Um, so I'd say that Rachel, um, Michelle and Tasha were my favorites, but I've also really grown to like Becca a lot. So like mm-hmm. with Becca, like I didn't really care for her to be the bachelorette when she was but I felt like she deserved it considering what Ari did to her mm-hmm. um but I really loved her on bachelor in paradise so I really uh liked her a lot and I also do like Caitlin as well yeah and and how are you feeling about this season I know we've talked a little bit about feeling a bit of bachelor burnout and as much as I love Michelle I've been a I've I've had a hard time fully engaging in this season. I would say until this episode. This is the episode where I really um I don't know, like connected with more of the guys. I think I think maybe seeing like Brandon's personality finally was really was like clicking for me. Um how are you feeling about this whole season? Yeah, I feel kind of similarly in terms of the bachelor burnout i think we've had a little too much content we haven't really had a break which i think has just kind of been a little bit difficult and then we're going to continue on with well you know with the bachelor in january and we're really not having that sort of just like okay this happened nope it's like okay in a week or two we're starting a new season for me i actually really wanted michelle to be the bachelor and not katie um, yeah. So I was more excited for this season than Katie's um, just be, but I understood that part of it was, I feel like they just needed time to fill the usual slot for the bachelorette. So they decided to put um, Katie in that slot because Michelle really wanted to commit to her students for the rest of the year. So I understand why they kind of probably decided to put Katie in there. Um, but I feel like even with that, I think the beginning of the season was a little, you know, difficult. I think it's, it's been hard to just recently because there's been a lot of stuff going on out there I think in terms of you know like drama with all of like the Chris Harrison stuff and Mm -hmm. you know people or maybe just not sure how they feel about you know Tasha and Caitlin hosting and you know I think there's just been a lot of different factors or just the the guys I guess that we've seen on the show like I don't know I think overall she has a really good group of guys but there have been really annoying ones like Martin and you know we've had some others who've stirred up drama making up stuff you know when Michelle doesn't need all of that nonsense so I think that's the stuff where I hate but I feel like we've gotten to the point where I feel pretty good about who is left and like I'm looking forward to seeing the end of the love story and we're now focusing more on these relationships and it's less about the other stuff so I think it's now I think mid-season is kind of where there's been a turning point yeah I feel I feel really good about this final four. Uh, I would say that three of the final four for me were like locks. Um, 
I was really honestly surprised that Rodney made into the final four. Not to say that I don't, I'm not super excited he's there. I would say he's my favorite. Um, he's my favorite of the guys left, but I think he also has the least chance of um, handing out the ring in the end of this. I I agree. I feel like in terms of her relationships with the other guys, I feel like they're a lot further. I think they're kind of more of, you know, a close friend, like funny, like playful vibe. Um, but I actually felt like personally to me in some ways, I felt like Rick seemed to like he had a little bit more of a connection with Michelle than Rodney did like romantically. Yeah. So I was a little bit surprised by the ending of this episode, um, but it's OK. I guess it'll be really interesting to see how Rodney fares out, but I feel like he would be more likely to go, I think, in the next episode, I think, over the others. I, I completely agree with you. I really thought it was going to be Rick in that four, not Rodney. And I think Rodney's under the line is next week. Um, I, this episode made me think that Brandon could be a front runner. Yeah, absolutely. I guess I didn't even realize how deep their connection was until I this one either. on one. I I I, I, so I didn't either, and I, I I I I feel like I was a little hard on Brandon in the early early part of the season, but I am really enjoying him. He just has this like charm where I feel like what you see is what you get, but not in like a bad way. Like he just he has this like effervescence to him that I'm I'm really enjoying, especially because I'm I feel like I'm losing Joe a little bit. Um I, I'm finding that I don't find his personality standing out a lot. Um but gosh, he has a nice face. Wow. It is just a nice face. <laughs> yeah, I think the whole I mean I think the whole backstory between Joe still makes me feel weird about Joe. Like I feel like Michelle and Joe oh, okay. have a good connection. Yeah. But I just I don't know. I think it just didn't start off on the right but for them are you a little sketch are you are you a little sketched out by the scenario i mean a little bit like i guess i don't mind that they know you know know of each yeah. other and that sort of thing but the whole like ghosting, you know, ghosting i'm show, not a too yeah. fan of a fan of that yeah. Yeah. um like i just wish he would have literally for me communication is very important so mm -hmm. even if he was like i'm not in the space to date right now i have all this stuff going on he could have just easily done that. And then him showing up wouldn't have been necessarily a big issue because then he could have been yeah. like, Michelle, I'm, okay, I'm, here. Yeah. I'm here now. I'm ready now. Yeah. I wasn't ready then. Yeah. But it's just like weird to just, and then, oh, you're the Bachelorette. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I, and I kind of forgot about that, honestly. I have a short memory when it comes to this show. It's okay. Um, there's so many, wait. there's so many details and nuances that I think sometimes it, it's easy to forget. So I feel that. Like even coming into this episode, I'm like, wait, do I actually know the names of these people i think this actually was in terms of seasons i feel like i got to know them the like the I, least quickly yeah i would totally agree with you i mean a slight spoiler alert but clayton's our next bachelor and we didn't know him at all until this episode we had no idea why he was chosen and i felt this episode very much like tried to shove it down our throat it's like this is your next bachelor like why don't you read letters from children and it's just it felt very like heavy-handed to me in a way in which he could have been shown all season but i'm still confused as to what the only the only moment i was like okay i get this guy was in the very end clip when he was letting the little girl paint his nails and you know he was like having some nice banter with her and it was that was like the only personality i've seen from this guy all season 
Yeah, and I guess when they what they had that Viking thing, I guess he was screaming, yeah. but I feel like that's not really much of a thing. That's the only yeah. thing I can think about that remotely stands out of Clayton doing. And I just remember seeing all like the spoilers of them being in his hometown and all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And I'm just like, okay, I want to get why. But I mean, he he gives me like a Colton type vibe. So like that's where maybe like, they want to boring. Yeah. But I'm like, so maybe that's where they're going with this. And then maybe I don't know, maybe they want to go back to normal after the whole like Matt James season. I don't know. It's just like the whole because usually like, you know, once they get into that, you know, they get into the car, the SUV or the limo, whatever it is. And, you know, they say whatever they're saying, you usually end with the person. And then that's it. And then and he wasn't going back. So like maybe if he was going back the next day, it would make sense to why we saw him the next day. But the fact that these kids were so connected, they they had to write him a letter to tell him. So weird. Oh, we hope that you find love. Like, I get that they picked him for the date, but still, like, I don't really feel like it was just kind of weird. I could tell that they're really trying to sell to us. Oh, this is the narrative that we're telling so that he becomes an ex bachelor. Cause then he only yeah. cried. He only cried like, and, and I'm not necessarily judging for crying, but I just felt it was weird. He cried after reading like, you know, like the, like the child's letter mm. and not like after him and Michelle broke up. Well, and Ethan, and Ethan pointed out to me while we we're watching that the goodbye or like when Michelle broke up with him, it very much was like, um, almost felt like a canned response to her. And Ethan was like, did he know he was going to be the bachelor at this point when she's breaking up with him? Cause that's what it felt like. That was like the emotion where it wasn't like as deep as you would expect for a guy who said he's like really falling for Michelle. I think it's possible he could have had a sense or it's one thing. Sometimes I do think about is like, maybe it's, sometimes in like the itms or like you know the in the confessionals they maybe like the producers sometimes like throw things out there where maybe it sounds like maybe this is a consideration because i think when like rachel Lindsay got eliminated from next season like they like right when she got eliminated were kind of throwing that out there and i know she was like hesitant at the time but of course we know eventually she you know Mm-hmm. assume the role as bachelorette um so i don't know i think it's possible that happened or maybe he felt like if he's looking at who's there like i think he was involved in less drama comparatively than the others i guess so i think maybe he could sense maybe based on how people were being like perceived or portrayed that it is a possibility he's a contender um and now we've started to see that you don't have to make final four to be a contender, mm-hmm. especially with like Katie, you know, and Hannah uh, Brown and stuff like that. So I think maybe that w- that could have been on his mind potentially. Yeah. And, I, and I'm fine with like a non-final four person being the contender, but I feel like Hannah Brown and Katie, we got a lot of like content from them during their season. Like I felt like we left that knowing who they were. Exactly. But I feel like I don't know much about him at all. So, yeah, I don't know anything about this, dude. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. So we start off the episode um, with Michelle talking to a few of her students um, this was really cute. I like these kids. They were fun. Um, do you think they're her real students? Yes, right? I feel I would think they're her real yeah. students. And they probably maybe, I don't know, maybe like the producers had asked like um, like the class, like, okay, whose parents would consent to their children yeah, really. or something like that. Because yeah. at first I was like, this seems very weird that these kids are on TV and that they're, you know, but I'm pretty sure at least they would be Michelle's students. Otherwise, this would be it at least seemed like they weren't acting in it like they had some sort of connection or at least knew yeah. her. Yeah. Um, and so the kids come in and they're going to judge all the guys and they're going to pick who gets to go on the first one on one date. I thought this was really cute. Um, Kelsey is our star and she says that, like, I don't like Martin. He just he brags a lot and he seems weird and he wears a lot of cologne. That girl has a good radar. She does. She does. I was like. You are so you are so right. I'm not a huge fan of Martin either. And just the things that he says, the things that he does, especially in this episode, just, you know, just like red flags. It was also just very interesting because like his response was like, well, let me tell you about the romantic and intimate moments I've had with Michelle. I wanted to die. I'm 30 and I still want to die if somebody says the word intimate to me. I'm like, why would these fifth graders care about that? They want to know other things like, oh, like, do you, I don't know, do you want a big wedding? Um, you know, who has the worst breath? Um, things like that. Have you been grounded before? Yeah. Those are the questions they want to know. They don't want to know about the intimate details. Yeah, that's, kids don't even know what intimate details are yet. Like, ooh. Um, But Clayton builds a fort with them and they like that. And apparently this was enough uh, for him to be chosen by the children for the first one on one. Yeah, I, it's interesting. Were they really chosen? Also, I noticed that we, you know, we we saw we saw more of Luke and Kelsey, but we didn't see much of, you know, Jay, Jaylene and like Ahmed like afterwards. So I wonder, did they actually really likely in as much? You know, what's going on here? But I think timing wise, it made sense for Clayton to have a date by now. And of course, Michelle was like, oh, this is what I wanted. Yeah, I don't I don't totally believe that the kids weren't. um, What's it called when you're a lawyer, like leading the witness? Is that what is? Is that the law term? I don't know. Um, 
But I have to say, this was probably, activity-wise, my favorite date of the season so far. I think the idea of getting the museum to yourself and having a limo just full of pizza on your way there is just an absolute dream come true. Honestly, perfect date. So I think the kids did a really good job with it, whether they actually had anything to do with it or not. But, you know, maybe they got their approval. Maybe the producers at least were like, do you think this is okay? Do you think this they would like this date? They'd be like, yeah, okay, that sounds good. So, but I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was a good date overall. I mean, obviously it didn't end well, but. Yeah, um, no. So they go through the museum. They have a nice time. Um, They go to dinner and then Michelle, I I find it weird that Clayton a couple times has brought up like, how did you feel when you're in my position? Like I'm feeling a little shaken and stuff like that. And Michelle was like, well, I was pretty confident because I was just myself. Um, you know, you got to be yourself in relationships. And then she just uh, felt a little out of nowhere, but I don't know where she was just like, yeah, I, I, I'm not feeling this as much as I'm feeling other stuff. Yeah. I do wonder maybe if that had anything to do with it at all. Like, I wonder what, you know, or maybe, I mean, maybe she just knew kind of going into it, like something significant would have to happen on this date in order for her to be like, yeah, I want to take him to hometowns. Um, but I do, I guess I, maybe the thing is, is that because he hasn't really dated in a while, you know, he wanted to know what it was like even to go into it. You know, for Michelle, it was a lot different from a lot of other people because she came in late, but also mm-hmm. managed to make it to the end. So, you know, maybe he just wanted to, you know, figure it out like how did it feel when you were doing this but like the thing is is I feel like Michelle's life seems to be pretty in place except for you know finding the right person and finding her soulmate um but that I think Clayton has talked about a lot within this date like a lot of his insecurities and how he really tries to impress people or do what he thinks people would you know would like or yeah. would like to see from him rather than doing you know what he wants or what he thinks is right so I think with that, you know, he's kind of, you know, letting us know that that's also, I think, a huge aspect to probably why he's had a block, you know, with within these sorts of relationships or finding a connection. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I and mean, I guess, I don't know. I'm just, I'm still a little confused. I'm willing to go into the next season with an open heart and an open mind, but I just don't totally get the choice here. Like, I wonder if, it's true that they were going to choose Greg and then so many people were kind of, um, you know, not there for it. And so they kind of were like, Oh, Clayton's available because Mm -hmm. otherwise it doesn't make sense to me. Like I feel it's, it's funny. Like as much as Katie was maybe like an interesting choice for a lead, like I thought her group of guys was really spectacular. Yeah, I did like her group of guys like collectively. So I do agree with that. But that's why it's kind of also weird why like if why is why was Greg really the only option too? I don't know. Sometimes I question the producers, but I also know that a lot of the times when they choose a lead, they're not choosing the most likable person. I feel like they do that more with the girls. I think Mm -hmm. when it comes to the guys they're choosing, who are they going to get the most drama from? Who's the most like the most like emotionally a mess? Like who... You know, all that sort of stuff, which for me, I'm like, yeah, sure. I want to see drama, but I'm also a hopeless romantic. So I want to see the love story. And with The Bachelor, we haven't been seeing that a lot recently. So I hope that we see that with Clayton. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm open heart. 
Um, so then we moved to the we moved to a group date, which features Rick, Rodney, Nate, Joe, Martin, and Olu, um, and they go to a dairy farm. They milk some cows. They do some light shoveling. They churn some butter. I was losing my mind when Michelle was like trying to compare love to baking butter, and then at the end she's just like like butter it's beautiful and i was just like she does not mean any of this she's like i know this is absurd i was just like was like does Mich- does michelle believe this i was like huh it's like then turning butter is a lot like relationships putting in consistent effort and work and it takes time and then you have something beautiful it's butter and i was like huh i was like okay girl what are we doing here you don't have to do this if you don't want to like twice if you need us to rescue you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh my goodness. A mess. And then Joe, I guess, is an expert. Yeah. Good on him. He was good. Um, Rodney was so much fun in this date. Gosh, he just he's he's such a he's such a hoot. I really enjoy him. He is definitely funny. He definitely is the, I feel like a lot of the comedic relief throughout the season. And of course I thought it was, you know, interesting when, when, when Nate did, you know, had, had that back injury and then he's like, uh, I got to prevent them from having this one-on-one time, you know, and told him to try to get him to come back. And then he was riding in that, you know, the wheelbarrow and try to make sure he got his time in. And, you know, they had that little like, you know, handshake, like dance. And then like they, you know, they kissed. So they kind of had like this, like Rodney and Michelle, like it was cool to kind of see that connection because yeah. I feel like even so, we, we haven't seen a lot of it. And it's been nice to start to see the guys give her that one-on-one attention considering she said she felt unseen. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that the guys are starting to pay more attention because it was devastating to yeah. watch that, you know, that like sleepover date. And literally these people were just like ignoring her. Uh, yeah, I thought Nate did an excellent job on this group date creating those moments. Like there was multiple times where he went over and created a moment. So I think, yeah, I think the guys are absolutely taking that seriously, which is which is great to see. We love a man who can take feedback and apply it. Um, and then we and then we go to the we go to the cocktail party. Um, and then this last group date. So Nate talks about how his father has said like, "Don't bring anyone home," but then he's like but I want him to meet you. I'm like, no, don't do it, Nate. This is not okay. This is not a good idea. Please don't do this. Don't introduce (laughs) Michelle to your toxic father. I'm just like, uh, okay. I mean, like, I know he meant it, but it also kind of sounded a little like corny too. Like in some ways where I was like, do you really like, Oh, is, is, is Michelle really, is this the person you really feel like this is the one? Like, I mean, I feel like Michelle would be the one. But I'm also like, do you really feel this way? Are you just saying this so you get this rose so you can end up going to hometowns? Yeah, well, and I'm almost thinking if I'm Michelle, I'd be like, that's a lot of pressure because as much as I like you, something can happen in the next few weeks with one of the other three guys who I'm going to choose. Like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, he ends up with that with that group date rose. But um I that was not the most interesting part of of the, of this group date. I would have to say that was when the guys were all chatting and Martin kind of talks about how he he's thinking that the way Michelle is handling some situations like not mature, or she's not dealing with her past well and Olu just like 
wants to bop this dude on the head, like clearly. And I don't blame him. He was just kind of. <sighs> Martin's allowed to have his opinions on how he feels Michelle is uh, handling the situation. What I don't think is fair nor reasonable is for him to try and smooth talk it and say, like, I didn't say that when babes, you know, we have footage from five minutes ago of you saying it. And and I am not a proponent of other guys using their time to talk about other guys. But I, I, I have to feel like Olu was in the right this time. Yeah. So I have I have a few thoughts about this whole situation. So the first thought is. Same thing, Haley. I actually literally tweeted like, I hate when guys interrupt, but thank you, Olu, for doing this. Like, yeah, this was this was a point where I'm like, yes. And I think what I think what was even greater about it was is like, we know that he was very genuine about it. And even Michelle knew that he was very genuine about it. Mm. So like, I, I didn't have any issue, but I also knew that potentially by him saying this. So like, even if Michelle believed him, I still feel like, okay, I don't know. Sometimes I always think about I mean, obviously with editing, I don't ever know, but I'm like, why don't you save this to like the end of the conversation? So at least you had the conversation with, you know, the lead, but I don't really know. I'm I wonder sure. if Olu just kind of knew he, he didn't get that second one-on-one. He's probably not making out of this. Week. Like there's no way he, she's meeting his family without giving him a one-on-one. I, I, I think maybe he knew this was the end of the rope for him. And he was just trying to put in his two cents of like genuine, like, concern for somebody because he's sitting there while Martin's saying one thing to like behind her back and another like truly completely opposite to her face yeah and I think like he kind of tried to definitely make it clear like I'm not doing this for me I'm doing this yeah. for you I want you yeah. to be with the right person and I want to like quickly touch on what was mentioned in regards to the childhood trauma I was very very bothered by the fact that Martin was saying that like you know she's immature for not getting over this Mm -hmm. like I don't think he really understands what a young black girl has to go through in society when she's constantly told by the media outside influences especially when she grows up around in a predominantly white community that you're inferior not as beautiful you know that you're unwanted you know that you're not desirable and Michelle said this is a valid experience she was experiencing and feeling and like you know like even like even like me and like a like a couple of my friends that I also know like were went to a predominantly white school definitely had these sorts of feelings definitely felt this way um and so I felt like it was very very insensitive for Martin to say that because he doesn't understand he doesn't know no, that it's a situation in which he can never put himself in those shoes. And he was being so completely unempathetic that it was hard to watch. And especially because Michelle brought it up and maybe it was the date with Rodney. I can't quite remember. But she was she was talking about a story in which she was at the grocery store and a slur was used against her. And she went home and told her boyfriend and the boyfriend said, like, oh, well, you can't you have to get over it. You can't give this person power. So the the fact that Martin would kind of mimic that behavior almost, or, you know, kind of do the same thing. It's clear that Martin is just not the person for her. And I'm, I'm glad that she just sent him home right then. hundred percent. Yeah. And then he was just doing, I don't know. He was saying all this sort of stuff. 
trying to call you oh but but my love and she's oh like, my god i was like, not by love no I was like, and, and she was right every time she tried to say something he just kept interrupting her and the fact that she was able to remain calm at all and not just be like no leave i'm not walking you out you you were not letting me talk this is absurd get out of my hotel and then he goes i apologize for maybe speaking over you i'm like oh maybe what do you mean maybe you did what <laughs> and he's like oh i hope you find your soulmate and then he goes all of a sudden like in, you know in his like confessional like she's making a mistake she'll find out that she made a mistake at this point i wouldn't even care to give her a shot it's sad. i feel sad for her you know like a woman like that does not deserve my time i'm like no you do not deserve her time martin you do not deserve her time the way you treat her is with like ultimate disrespect and she really dodged a bullet. And I'm so glad Olu told her because yeah. then she didn't have to go invest more feelings into Martin or whatever. And it, it was clear there were so many red flags the last couple of weeks. And I'm just like, thank goodness. This is the one time where I'm happy where someone actually like spoke up to Michelle and Michelle yeah. clearly saw. Yeah, he's like, she's like, I know you're not being honest. You haven't been honest. No, like he was literally saying one thing in the room with the guys and be like, I didn't say that. It's like, yes, you, you, you said that. We saw that you said that. Like, it's so easily disproved because it's on film. I like, love, it, I love the flashbacks when someone says something mm-hmm. and then we go back and see what they said. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is, yeah. I, w- I wish we got a flashback to like the 30 seconds before I'd be like, yeah, you said it. Yeah, so I'm glad to see Martin go, and it was really disappointing. Um, and I think he all, he said something else in the limo that pissed me off was like, she did not handle that well. Yeah, she's like, what do you mean she could not have handled it better? Like, she didn't freak out. She she was calm the entire time. But I, I you know, what? I, I think that's an it's you could probably speak better to it than I can, obviously. But it's a societal expectation for a black woman to remain calm, or or else she'd be the angry black woman on TV and I think that's what Michelle is probably what's going on in the back of her head and she just has so much composure in class just like in general and like Mm -hmm. the fact that she did not you know because like I know like some people would feel like yeah they'd want to go off on him but I think she was just she was over it she was done like I'm not going to put any energy into this nonsense but I you know I I respect her for dealing how she has dealt and so like I think kind of what you also had mentioned earlier with the season in terms of like you know like being more invested or not like I think I think the guys weren't as like interesting to watch but for me like I felt like Michelle has handled things very well and I was just very irritated at how Martin would constantly say like I question her choices da, da, da. and I'm like no I think she's been making all the right choices that I've seen so I think you're wrong but yeah I think she's been doing a great job at following her gut and the fact that Martin was kind of siding with the Chris's and the um Jamie's of the world shows that he is a walking red flag <laughs> Yep. Yeah, it was just it was just very cringeworthy to watch like the interactions between Michelle and Martin and like how he would he would defend his buddies because at the end of the day it's like no what they did was wrong. It's bad. Yeah. Like yeah. yes, they may be your friends, but why are you defending them? I don't know why you're defending them. So 100%. Ugh. So let's he goes home. Let's go to a palate cleanser. Um 
Oh my gosh. Brandon, Brandon gets the, gets the next one on one. Um, I, 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 like I said before, I wasn't vibing with Brandon at the beginning, but now I'm really, really enjoying him. I find him very charming and not in a fake way. I just, I, I, he's clearly obsessed with Michelle and not in like, not in a pretend fake way. And it's just, I'm enjoying him. He is just so adorable. Like he's just so like, I don't know. Just just a wholesome person. I, I think I literally tweeted Brandon is so wholesome last night because I <laughs> I just feel like, you know, he's he's so kind. He's so caring. Like he just I don't know. I just love like how like, you know, playful and like fun like he is, especially with Michelle. Like I've just noticed that they've always pretty much had a lot of positive interactions. So mm-hmm. it was really good to see this date. And of course, it was perfect timing for him. And you know, I, I it was special to see, you know, I think I've really enjoyed kind of how the show is adapted with how we're still kind of in COVID, but they're trying to branch out a bit and start the traveling again. I did like that. We've spent some time, you know, kind of in her like hometown, like where she's grown up so people can kind of see what that's like, because ultimately it looks like Michelle kind of wants to be there. Um long term because she seems to love her students and her job so I think it's also good that the guys are able to experience that and you know Brandon got the privilege to you know go to her like her favorite you know ice cream spot and also go to her house at what point did you know he was going to meet her parents when (laughs) when she was like Oh, yeah, we're in the cul-de-sac where I grew up. (laughs) And I'm like, even though she's like, oh, my parents aren't home. I'm like, well, it's Mm -hmm. not like they're out of town. I'm sure they're Mm going to come home in an hour. Yeah, totally. And I just I loved I loved the look of realization on Brandon's face when he was like, oh, this is her house. Oh, I'm going to meet her parents. Oh, my God. It was so funny. It was, it, but, and she's like, oh, don't worry. It's okay. And then she's like, you know, well, you'll, you'll get to see everything without them here. And then she's like, oh, you can borrow my dad's swim trunks. Oh I already god. knew that was a mess. I was oh like, oh my god. I, 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 no, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even, I couldn't even fathom lending my father's swim shorts to a, to a potential paramour. I just, I was, that as cute as Brandon was, there was so much of this date where I was shriveled up in a tiny ball because I was so secondhand embarrassed and it was no fault of Brandon's. He was set up, that poor boy. I just, God, I would hate to meet the parents of my girlfriend with not wearing a shirt. Yeah. And I'm sure. And making out. Oh, God, what a nightmare. Making what out in the hot nightmare. tub. And then all of a sudden they come and like, Michelle, there's the mom. And it's like, not ah, good. like you said they wouldn't be home. And it's like, I would, if I were Brandon, I would, I would just immerse myself in the hot tub and be like, just tap me when they're gone. I just, this is what it true. This is truly a nightmare for me. Yeah, every no, part I of it. I don't want people to watch me kiss. I don't want to be partially nude anywhere. I don't want to be unprepared for a situation. I just all of it was upsetting. But Brandon handled it like an absolute champ. He, he did. He handled it very well, as well as you could handle it, because it yeah. is definitely quite an awkward situation. 
And, you know, of course they were like, oh, you know, it's, 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 I would give you a hug, but you're a bit wet. No, and I'm also not wearing a shirt. We can't wait to hear more about you. And then the dad's like, good to meet you again. Cause they had met before. And I'm like, oh, this is so awkward. I hate, I hated it. I was so upset. Michelle was just like, this is all normal and I was like no no but then he says some nice and wholesome things like you know like I hope like her parents like me for me because I want to spend the rest of my days with their daughter and I'm like oh that's so cute but I'm like I don't know what the probability of that is realistically but I I know and um he did use the moment he asked if he could speak to Michelle's parents without her and he he did ask say like hey um like I'm an old soul and like if I am the one she chooses at the end of this I would love to have your your blessing like he said blessing not permission again it's not really my steez for for to for a parent's permission but if that's your choice if that's what you want then sure and i loved michelle's mom's answer of if michelle it it's michelle's choice if she chooses you then i am like thrilled about it um and then the dad yeah. was like we support michelle's decision 100 percent." yeah i like that i like that answer i was like that's a quality answer so i was i was content i'm like well this is because you know i think i mean i guess now we're we're it's been interesting to see when people meet the parents pre hometowns Mm -hmm. that's been i think an interesting dynamic that we've started to see on the show and like sometimes i feel though usually the person who meets them is not really the person who really will end up that person but I felt like this was the first time I think I felt like there was actually like a serious potential chance, but I still feel like I don't, I don't feel like Brandon will be the one personally, but I do feel like this was the more serious version and like the parents really liked him. So I was kind of okay with it, if that makes sense. Cause usually yeah. this could be very awkward. Yeah. And I, I feel like we haven't seen many clips of meeting the parents in that like finale episode really so do you think this is it for meeting the parents um i don't know i think i guess it depends on well i'm curious because i'm curious to where the finale is because i think you know like i've seen some spoilers of things here and there but i don't know i know i think i know less for michelle's season in comparison to like past ones so I think it just really depends on maybe like where it is or what's going on. But if not, if there's no in-person meeting, I'm sure there would at least be a virtual. Oh, something. good. Call. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I just. um Yeah. So then we go to the rose ceremony and there's only actually two roses to give out. And of course, Joe gets one. That's no surprise to me. Um, and then um, and then Rodney gets the second one, sending Olu and uh, Rick home. Yeah, and you know Nate got that group date rose earlier, so the 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 final four, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, I really thought we were just going down to the final six in this episode. I I thought we were gonna have another week in between home, now and hometowns, and like I'm fine that we're just kind of moseying along through this, but um, yeah, I don't um. Ooh, so so what what do you think is the ending here? Do you think? Like it's Nate. Do you think it's Joe? I feel like it's probably Joe, but I kind of now want it to be Brandon. I feel like it's Nate. That's, do you? that's how I feel like in my head. 
Yeah, like I know like there have been some previews or things that have tried to make Nate seem like a bad guy, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like sometimes the final one tends to get like some weird edit. Like for instance, like like Rachel Lindsay season. Yeah. Like Brian Abasolo got an awful edit. But like if you it's like if you go back and watch like the show, like it really makes sense that it was she was gonna choose him or whatever. Like, you know, I feel like it seems like the people who get chosen in some ways are obvious, but also not necessarily obvious. I think this is one of the first seasons though in a while that it's not as obvious. Yeah. I think they kind of edited it in a nice way where I feel like usually like, it's just like, what's the point of the next few episodes? But this is, I think the first time we've started to see like, you know, it seems like there's kind of a like even ish playing field, at least between two of the guys. I mean, I don't feel like, Rodney's really in there um as we've kind of mentioned before but I I mean I do think Joe is definitely a serious possibility but for some reason I I feel it, it might be Nate but I uh, yeah I'm interested I'm definitely interested I'm interested to see where this goes um, and I guess one other thing I want to mention about this final four which is unprecedented in bachelor history mm-hmm. is that it is a all men of color or all black male final four which you know, we've never seen. I mean, it had to take a black bachelorette, I guess, for it to happen. But it does show, though, you know, I guess improvements with the show in terms of their casting and the people that they are bringing on the show. Um, and even I think I saw an Instagram post that Nate had posted about it. And he said, you know, not to discount the other men or other contestants on the show. But this is definitely important. And like, I felt it was pretty big when we actually saw, like, of course, you know, Dale and Claire the story but it was very big to see you know when when dale was chosen as a final one because there mm-hmm. had never you know been a black male final one it was pretty big to see you know i'd say you know riley and marissa in bachelor in paradise um so it's really big to see this so you know it's i feel like at least reality tv especially when it comes to uh dating reality tv um has become a bit you know more I guess it's become more diverse and we're seeing a lot more different stories. And I'm, I'm really appreciative of that because I feel like, you know, also even prior to Matt James being the bachelor, I felt like one message that I feel like the show was sending. And I feel like the media is constantly, constantly send it is like a black man or even a black woman cannot necessarily be desirable as like a bachelor or bachelorette mm-hmm. or as a life partner. Um, and I do want to see more diversity in other aspects in terms of, you know, having, more like Asian women or, you know, Latina women on the show. I mean, we have seen a little bit of that representation, I guess, even through Claire and um, Tasha, even though people might have not necessarily been aware of, you know, their Latina heritage. But um, I do think it's a step in the right direction. And I, you know, look forward to see, you know, I guess more, more of those stories told. And even without, I guess, that diversity in that sense, I think it's been, I think the last few seasons in some ways have been more enjoyable in a sense, because I feel like we're actually starting to get to know the people for who they are and they haven't shied away from telling like really deep stories. But I also think sometimes the bachelor and bachelorette forgets to put trigger warnings on some of those stories, but yeah. Yeah. I, I 1000% agree with you. I think I, I, it's necessary to have these stories be told and 
to cast people that are like actually willing to date a black lead or, you know, a, a person of color lead. Um, cause I, cause I feel like even kind of like when, when Rachel was cast as a lead, they, they cast a few men who are not actually interested in dating black women, which is incredibly unfortunate. And I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it just, I'm, I'm hoping with Michelle's season, they were actively looking for people who were willing to date a black woman and not shy away from that. Um, and I, I really appreciate how many people have been open with their stories, knowing that they might face some vitriols from a large part of Bachelor Nation. And I just, I think it's showing in spades why it's so important. And it, you know, it's, it's, it's great that it, it took 20, it, it sucks that it took 20 years, but I, I hope that they continue uh, on the strides they're on and not just make it like a two offs thing and then give themselves a pat on the back and like, look, we were diverse. Like I, I hope casting for Clayton season is just as diverse. Yeah, I, I hope so. But I, I have no idea because I don't even know what, you know, like, I don't know if he really went on for Michelle per se, or if he went on to go on. So that's also another factor in terms of what we will see, but I do hope it is, you know, as you know diverse and representative so but i guess you know time will tell and but yeah no i think like paradise was really great this year because yes we saw a lot of um diversity in in actually multiple aspects even age too um which i think we're not used to but i think as we've had some older leads that's also led, led to a wider range of you know ages mm-hmm. also on the show too yeah yeah I, i'm 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 uh, what's it what's it called um, cautiously optimistic as to where we're going from here. yes I feel the same you've worked hard for what you have your money your assets your 401k and home isn't it all worth protecting nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to three million dollars in reimbursement LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss and if your identity is stolen your dedicated U.S. based restoration specialist will work to fix it let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So let's get into some cues, some hot cues. Um, I have one for Mamie. Oh. She sent me a question. Feels, it feels weird for Amy to send me a question. <laughs> it's like, huh? Uh, she said, who was Clayton talking about in the preview when he said, you're an actor and you've come on a reality TV show and why was it never shown? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I don't know. I feel like they try to make it seem like it was Nate, but I don't think it was. Do you think it was maybe like Chris or Martin or something? I think that's definitely a possibility. Um, but I, I have no idea. I wonder like, where that came from and what was the context because mm-hmm. that's the one thing that's sometimes annoying about this show is like I remember like what was it 
uh, with Tasha's season, you know, they were making a huge deal about like Zach cheating or whatever. And then I found out, oh, he cheated in middle school. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. So like these sorts of things. So sometimes they just do these things or like when Tasha was crying in the promo, um, like in the finale, they, it was, you know, I think people thought it was, oh, she's sad, but it was, no, she's happy. So it's like sometimes they just have these really misleading clips. So I, I have no idea. What do you think, Haley? I think it was, I think it was earlier in the season that it was presented to look like. And I think it was towards either like a Martin or a Chris or something like that. Yeah, I think that's possible. Um, Asia Welch said, did y'all shed a tear during the campaign to convince us why Clayton should be the bachelor? No, not even I did not. I didn't even get misty. And I'm such a little baby that anything can send me off. Then again, I would say it makes it's very hard for me to cry at these sorts of things in general. I I I only really cry when I'm like frustrated about things. I don't really cry a lot. So I guess I'm like Clayton where I haven't cried in years. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god. I cried <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I, I cried a couple of weeks ago. But anyway, that's just because the second year of law school is a mess. But anyway. Um so in terms of that, though, no, I did not. I was just more rolling my eyes and I was like, OK, Bachelor producers, we know what you're doing here. It was very heavy handed, especially that little ending clip. I was like, girl, what are you doing here? When they kind of interviewed, interviewed the other little girl and was like, so what do you think, you know, Clayton has next? And she's like, oh, he's probably the next Bachelor. And I'm like, did she really think that? Did you feed her this line? Yeah. Or if she did think this, was it because you were, you know, like provoking her to say yeah. this in some way? Like, I, because it was just suspicious when I'm like, why are we seeing him the day mm-hmm. after? I don't <laughs> think the kids formed that close of a connection with this guy in like 20, 10 minutes. I don't even know how long it was. I'm not even sure how long he was there, but then they were there. But here's a little tinfoil hat for me. What if that part was filmed like right before the filming of his season? Hmm. That'd be interesting. But I guess, wow, I guess those kids have been thinking about that for so long. I, but I, I don't know. They're probably like, let's call these kids because really it was only about a month in between. Right. Uh, when, um, when Michelle's season was kind of filming in that August time to, you know, Clayton's season started in September. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know. I'm maybe. a little, I, I don't think it's, that's the case but i'm a i'm not not suspicious i think it's possible but i guess in my head probably they knew like from that date they kind of felt he probably would have gotten broken up with and they were like okay let's build his bachelor edit because right now we don't have that much so this will help us build that edit i just don't get it it just makes no sense to me it's weird uh, Justin Feinberg was Michelle's parents walking in on her and Brandon making out in the jacuzzi the most telegraphed date surprise in the show history was Brandon the only person in the world surprised that he met Michelle's parents that day um I don't know if, I don't know maybe he I guess maybe I guess he probably was surprised but not surprised because I think he was anticipating meeting them but then when Michelle's like oh there's no way then in his head he was like okay well then i'm not gonna meet them but then getting caught like that's what's really embarrassing so so that i think is what turned to be super shocking 
But yeah, you know, I, I think I think especially as someone who's watched so much reality TV nowadays, it's like, you know, that it's very clear that this is coming and that they're going to walk into their house and they're going to see their daughter making out with the guy in the hot tub. And she wasn't even like bashful about it. How many guys do you think she's made out with in front of her parents? I do not know. I have no idea. But then again, well, she had only mentioned that in her room it had been like a while since she had brought a guy in there. But I'm also like, how I don't I'm like, I would assume she probably didn't have that many guys there based on just her past. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if maybe because she's an adult, she's just like, okay, well, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah, she's like, we don't hang out in my bedroom. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I'm an adult as well, and I can't even hold hands with my literal husband in front of family. I would feel, I would feel uncomfortable oh, doing anything I, in, remotely like that in front of parents. So I don't even want I people don't to know, know. I, I like anyone. <laughs> I feel that sometimes. Um. Anna Sterling, how does last season's draft look if John H is Katie's final one? I don't know. That's a question for George CTB. Hey, George, if you're not busy, will you figure that out for us? Thanks. Um, will Harrington, how hard will Brandon take it if he gets to the end and Michelle doesn't choose him? He seems so completely in love with her. I'd be imagine I'd imagine he'd be absolutely devastated. Hard. He gave her that bracelet. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you think the surprise is going to be better? <laughs> um you know I don't even know what I thought I I guess you know it was yeah maybe but I I thought it was sweet I thought it was kind I I thought it was more genuine than you know we saw some of that jewelry on Bachelor in Paradise those gifts so I think it was definitely a lot better than that and I was like oh this is so cute he's like you know like if she's the one put on the bracelet on her so then when we see her you know we know to love her like as much as we love you I thought that was super sweet Mm -hmm. um and I guess you know I don't know I think it it just kind of showed that like you know he's really cared about her this whole time and was very attentive to her but i guess he made it sound like it's going to be like maybe i don't know maybe he was going to plan fireworks or like some concert or something i'm not sure but yeah i don't know maybe he shouldn't have just said there was anything i think maybe he should have just been like yeah because if if somebody says they have a surprise for me and then they give me a bracelet like that i'm like nice (laughs) oh lovely it was cute though. I liked it. It was cute. It. But it, it was confusing in terms of like matching up with what he said. It's like, okay. But I mean, I guess it was a surprise. She probably wasn't expecting to get anything. That's true. I don't know. Uh Aaron Gibson, which of Michelle's final eight guys is going to get engaged in paradise next summer? Huh. I don't I don't know. Maybe I don't know uh either. maybe Maybe, maybe Rick. Could Rick get engaged? I don't know who's going for Rick at the beach. I don't know. Maybe someone on Clayton. Give me Brandon. Give me Brandon. Maybe someone on Clayton season. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I feel like I would, I want Olu to find love, but I don't know if he would find it on Paradise like that. So that's the only issue. Yeah. Um, I would have preferred him as Bachelor. Yeah, he's so charming. I just like him. I just, I really like, I found him very engaging. Like him and Rodney for me have been the like 
two guys that I've really found super interesting. And I would love to just hear more of Olu's story. And I, we really never had a guy like that as the lead. We haven't. Just, and I would, I would love to see it. So I, I don't know. I feel like, cause I feel like they're probably, if people didn't know that like Clayton was going to be the bachelor, yeah. I think the producers were like, okay, we're trying to prevent like a push of any of these people. And so like, but I think there would have been a huge push for Olu. I mean, I he's saw just, tweets anyways. Of course, his ever like you get a point where people are like, this person for Bachelor, this person for Bachelor. But I feel like honestly, he would have been a good choice. Yeah, I really yeah, I think he would have been my my favorite front runner there. Cause as much as I love Rodney, he doesn't give me main character energy. No. But he's like a great paradise guy. He's gonna yeah. be great in paradise. I just hope it treats him well. Yeah. I, I wonder, though, if they will bring. I don't I wonder if he would go. I wonder if Olu would go to paradise or not. I don't know. It doesn't totally seem like his vibe, but he also right. seems like the guy who's kind of down to, to try anything. Yeah. So I guess we will see what happens next summer. Uh, Brandon Weber, please rank the season's villains from worst to least worst. <laughs> Martin, Chris S., Jamie and I. He didn't throw him in, but I'm also throwing in the binder guy. <laughs> hmm. I, fi- I, I find I, I, ha- I think Chris would be the least worst. Yeah, I think so. And for me, Jamie and Martin are kind of tied because they They're both have tied. this like weird manipulative thing where they would say one thing to your face and another behind your back. Yeah, I don't or- know if either of them is worse than the other because they both you know are liars and say awful things although i i was very very mad jamie like put me through an emotional roller coaster yeah like (laughs) like early season i don't know but i just i just didn't like that he was making up that stuff about about michelle and it just Mm -hmm. or about her being with yeah making people think it was like her and joe had like a legitimate pre-existing relationship i don't know yeah. Uh, Vala, uh, she says, have Tasha and Caitlin been watching the Great British Bake Off? One with the good news, one with the bad. I like that. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I wish I wish I was watching Bake Off. I, I well, I guess thinking about Tasha and Caitlin, do you think like um, now that like Tasha's not engaged do you think that that might be a concern moving forward for her as like a co-host as like like you know for a batch batchette i don't think so and here's why caitlin also is not currently with the person she picked right and i think they both had long enough relationships like i find sure tisha and zach were only together for a year but i feel like that's much longer than most bachelor relationships 100 percent and I think that they still both went through the trials and tribulations of what it means to be The Bachelor, both living the show and outside of the show. I just can't think of two like better suited people to kind of guide guide The Bachelorette into success or what might not end up being success. Yeah, and I prefer that it's women guiding the, the female lead because... I I don't know. I also don't know really how I feel about our uh, new bachelor host, but I do. He's a snooze. They're both snooze. Like him and Clayton are snooze city. So double snooze. 
yeah, like snooze on snooze, snooze squared. But yeah, I guess then I hope I hope the women are entertaining then. I can only hope. I can only hope. Um, I have some takes from my friend Doug. He's going Ooh. on vacation next week. I thought he was just on vacation. Doug. Oh. Where where is Doug going? Do you know? I don't know. I think he might be going to BC again. Oh. Maybe he's not. So can't wait to listen on the plane or ferry. So either he's going to like Newfoundland or he's going mm-hmm. to BC, and I'm not sure which one. He doesn't seem I don't know. Doug, are you going to Newfoundland? Let me know. Um I didn't get home until 8 30 and saw that Clayton was wrapping up his one-on-one. Michelle had just sent him home, which got me wondering what he could have done in that in that time to be the next bachelor solve world hunger and war do anything charitable no he built a pillow for it and then cried when a bu- when the kids producers wrote him a letter <laughs> i mean that is what happened <laughs> but apparently that's enough i mean um but doug has a theory um do you think there's a crazy deep fake and Clayton is not the next bachelor? Did they just pick the boringest contestant and the lamest host as a way to make us rejoice if literally anyone else fills those roles? God, I hope I'm right. I mean, I wish, but I mean, hasn't there been lots of like photos and like footage yeah. of Clayton in his hometown? And I don't feel like anyone else we've seen has had that sort of uh, coverage. So unless they like, I don't know, really bamboozling us. Well, and then they like put this weird clip in at the end no i don't know i feel like he's probably i i think we just have to live with it um sorry i can't believe i'm away for next week for hometowns it's the best week and you won't appreciate it to the fullest please at least pay a bit of attention to the towns we visit i hate hometowns i find them so boring um i think we it looks like we're actually traveling to the hometowns is that what you picked up on I think so. It, it looks like we are, which I guess is good considering. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's easier to because it, since it's usually really just like it's not a lot of people traveling or yeah. like I guess it's easier to keep people, I guess, quarantined wherever they are or like test people. I think it's going to be easier rather than bringing them to like Minnesota. Um, so, yeah, I guess it looks like they're probably going to the hometowns, but. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I haven't heard too much about that. I think with Michelle's season, I just I just know less in terms of like logistics of everything. Logistics of everything. Uh, Brandon's natural personality was the perfect fit for a slightly sneaky high school boyfriend. He talks like a teenager. He looks 17 and he stole her dad's bathing suit. Did he accidentally wander onto the bachelorette during a casting call for American Pie? maybe i don't know maybe it's you know anything's possible well i'm uh, curious how many people from the season were like recruited or how many applied or how many yeah. it's always good to know like i always i'm always intrigued to hear those stories like how how that ends up happening so yeah that's a good point i never even thought about that because i most of the time i'm just like they obviously applied i don't know i just yeah i never even thought about that uh, imagine how wild things will be if Rodney wins. It's the type of underdog story that could be its own movie. If that happened, who would play Rodney and Michelle? Hmm. I don't know. Listeners, let us know. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Please let us know because I have no idea. <laughs> um, this is probably one of my favorite takes from Doug ever. 
Do you think Blake Moynes has slid back into Tasha's DMs yet? <laughs> oh no. Oh my gosh. Uh for the for the audio only listeners, all of you, uh <laughs> just like put her head in her hands, just like, no, please God, no, don't let this happen. <laughs> I I, I'm just I don't know I don't I don't want to see I don't want to see Blake date anyone in Bachelor Nation ever again I I think I think it's the attempt at three bachelorettes maybe even more from all for all we know I don't know I I just feel like it's not it's it's not meant to be and I think the date that Tasha and Blake had I don't know if there's any coming back from that last date um before they you know parted ways so I just hope not. But Katie is now dating the guy she sent home in the third week of her series. So who knows? Anything can happen. I mean, yeah. I mean, like Kelly really wants him to be Bachelor, but I don't know how many people want to see that. So. Oh, God. Um, And then the last take from Doug is Olu the most upstanding tattletale in this show's history. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, Doug's right in line with what we were thinking. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I've never I've never liked a title Taylor on the show. I'm like, focus on your relationship with the lead. Do not focus on what else is going on. But in this case, I was like, yes, please save Michelle from this. <laughs> it felt different. It felt very Yeah, different. it felt different. It felt more genuine. And at the end of the day, I'm very happy that Olu did it. Me too. That's it. That's it for questions. That's it for takes. Gina, do you have anything else to say about this episode, this season, anything else? Well, I guess I'm looking forward to see how how it all ends and who goes when in the final four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I hope that whoever Michelle is with is they are with her forever and ever, and that she feels seen because I think that's very important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I think it's been I think it's been like I think Michelle Michelle is a really strong lead. And I think that's, you know, what I'm happy for. And I'm glad that she got her season and that despite her not being able to do it during, you know, the normal filming time, I'm glad they made a season for her. Um, Yeah. So I think I think she deserved it. I think she um, is a captivating lead and it's stunning. Yeah, I I, deserve the world. And she has so much eyelid space. Like I've never seen somebody with such beautiful eyelids for eyeshadow. I, I I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess her parents her parents graced her with greatness. So yeah. she definitely yeah. got it. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's been good. I I'm just intrigued to see how the show will be next year. Um, but I, I need I need a little bit of a break. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not really getting one. Not getting one anytime oh. soon. Geneva, where can people find you on the Internet if you want to be found on the Internet? Sure. People can find me at Peace Love Jen. So like Geneva, but G-E-N. Um, and I'm on Twitter. I tweet all about the reality TV that I'm watching today. I actually tweeted about Selling Sunset because I watched all of season four. Um, you know, I started watching it because, you know, I wanted the beautiful views and the beautiful houses. And I stayed for the drama. So that's basically what happened. And I'm also looking forward to selling Tampa, which is going to be a spinoff. And then you can also find um, me and um, Sasha and Isaiah and some other people at Silent Podcasts. Um, We are um, I am not currently podcasting about anything, but I am uploading all those podcasts. 
Um, so support the people on the podcast. A couple weeks ago, I actually did an episode with Sasha and Chappelle for Never Have I Ever. Um, so you could check that out um, and check out all the other content we have there. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, etc. Um, so yeah, you can find me on social media and, you know, um, hopefully we'll do some other podcasts soon. Yeah, there, and there's lots of stuff going on right here on the Wrap Ups Network right now. Um, check out the Purple Pants podcast with Bryce. He is fantastic. You guys heard him when he did an Issa look about Claire season. Uh, he's doing a lot over on his podcast. He's covering Survivor season 41 with Wendell Holland and Jack Atkins. He's talking about HBO's Insecure with Sheree Lloyd from Survivor China um, and Casual Tea with Amon Adwin covering pop culture. And it's great time over there if you want to hear more from me you well i mean you can just re-listen to the same podcast over and over again um or you can check me out on twitter or end instagram at eight strong underscore if you want to check out what i'm reading uh check out my bookstagram account at the strong library i actually posted a lot of uh reviews this week so check that out until next time bye bye everybody Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.